Hey everyone, welcome to LinkedIn Live, another employee advocacy series with Unlitic and Tribal Impact. Uh, today we've got uh, Jerry Moran from Cognizant, Head of Global Social Media. So uh, a very warm welcome to you, Jerry. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Sarah. Great to be here. Yeah. Hello. And welcome. Hello, and everyone. And this is our this is our sixth uh, series for um, sorry sixth um, interview for the Employee Advocacy Series, and our first for 2021. So. Um, so just to kick things off, Jerry, um, uh, I know just looking through your background, you were, I, I, I watched uh, or listened to a podcast um, on um, Gaglamp so that you were selling copiers at Kodak, you were saying, like back in the day, and then direct marketing at home box office, and then you're applying direct marketing to digital marketing at Ikea, and then working agency side, and then coming to... SAP for head of um, social media for North America, and then now at Cognizant, head of global social media. So you're obviously very well versed to talk about everything social media. But since this is a series about your personal influence, I'd love to hear about your sort of journey into becoming influential on a personal level on social media, since you've got quite a large audience on Twitter and LinkedIn. would love to hear the background to that and, um, and how you got here to be who you are today. Absolutely. So do you want me to draw the line from when I started to play in the social media sandbox or do you want to, because there's a big influence before I got into social media, if you think about it, um, I, I had a very deep either consumer packaged goods or direct marketing at the end, of, you know, and at the end of the day, direct marketing really is social media. You know, it's that one to one connection. It's putting out content that's relevant to people. It's getting people to sort of act and do what you want them to do. Either it's um, uh, 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 you know, uh, reading, uh, you know, reading your thought leadership, uh, learning from your thought leadership. And then, you've, you know, I found myself in this whole, uh, age, you know, Ikea space where I, social media was just becoming uh, something. And I ran a catalog there, I ran IKEA Family, all of that stuff uh, while I was there. And then I jumped into the agency business and um, figured out, you know, how to use social media for different industries, uh, yeah, how to help the individuals build their brands, how to how, how the brand how the brands can build their brands, and um, and then I found myself working uh, at SAP with Sarah back in uh, back in the day, and yeah. uh, that's when it really that's what it really took out took off, and and you know the world of paid and advocacy and earned and owned media, uh, each of these things had a certain uh, impact on the business. You know, being able to drive that share of voice, being able to drive consideration, being able to drive, you know, starting that conversation, what, I, what, I'll, what I'll call the, you know, the three C's, community, consideration, and, and conversation. And uh, realizing that, you know, I, I, had a, I had a horse in the game or a dog in the race or whatever, you know, that, that particular <laughs> term is, is, is a, it's a, those of you who know me, I just, I, I metaphor away in some of these, some of these things. One, you'll hear a cake analogy at one time during the, the, the yes, talk sir. today. Uh, but, um, you know, there's the impact that individuals, that individuals have, you know, you sort of uh, have these uh, platforms that are out there like LinkedIn and Twitter that are, that are truly your, your reputation destinations. And, you know, they, they become, uh, you know, that platform to be, you know, you're, you're your own force multiplier and it's how you take that uh, and really help yourself as well as help, help the organization. And, you know, for 10 years now, I've been, I've been doing that at SAP and I've been doing that at Cognizant and then trying to really, you know, convince people and evangelize the people that, you know, you, 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 you are they. So when some, you know, you are that someone, someone should do this, someone should do that. 
you, you are that someone, you know, whether you're uh, a CEO and our CEO, uh, you know, Brian Humphreys at Cognizant does it really well, you know, very hands-on actually does most of his stuff. And whether, and whether you're a consultant or uh, just a, a, just an associate, you have a responsibility. So, you know, that's, it's sort of a constant learning. If you think about it, when I started, you know, you brought up to my, when I was selling copiers back in the early eighties, there was, there, there, I don't even, there, there weren't even personal computers at that point. <laughs> and, and you, you sort of pick these things up along the way and, and then you figure out, okay, here's, here, here, here's the rules of the road. This is what people are interested in. These, these are the technical details. All right, there's the opportunity. So we, we all can be, uh, you know, influential and, you know, as we can be an employee advocate. So there you go. Brilliant. Well, you kind of got me at Ikea, to be honest with you, uh, Jerry. So I'm, <laughs> I've got a delivery turning up tomorrow. So I kind of suddenly remind I see you an of... Ikea closet in, in the back. Oh, so it's all exactly all back it's right. I know. We are I Ikea you. top to toe in this house. Yeah. It has to be. So. <laughs> and the cake analogy. Sorry, I had to write that one down because anything to do with cake catches my eye. And I always remember that um, infographic you did with the layers of the cake. Do you remember that? The layers of the cake. Yeah. I do, I do, yeah, you, you, I do remember that. Now, I have, a, I have a, a metaphor now because we're, we're all in a really a applies to advocacy. If, um, you know, what happens in many organizations is you don't think about social many times until the end, right? Yeah. It's like, oh my yeah. God, we got, oh, we got to get, and, and we'll do social. And so the metaphor to try, because we use metaphors to try to convince people in, in a way that is just sort of outside that, that, that focus. And the metaphor that seems to be pretty effective recently is, uh, you know, adding social at the end of a, you know, at the very end of the marketing strategy process. It's like it's like pouring sugar onto a cake you've already baked because you yeah. put, you forgot to put sugar in the cake, and if if you do that, you there's still sugar on it, but it's gonna taste awful. So <laughs> yeah, and there's a great visual I have with that cake in the bag of Domino sugar pouring down, and uh, that seems to that seems to do the trick to say, oh, it's a good point, absolutely. Which is why social needs to be at the table at the very beginning. And, and because when we're talking about whether it's a campaign or whether you know, in, in, you know, in, in, in your company, it's, there's the ideas, how do we activate organic? How do we activate advocacy? You know, what, what are the messages we want people to share on the channels and how do we build that? You know, yeah, for the most time advocacy, it's about ready-made easy button type of content where, you know, you put it into LinkedIn Elevate, you put it into what, you know, what, what whatever the, the, the platform is out there. Uh, but, you know, it takes, it takes some thinking. And if it's done at the last minute, you're just not going to have that business impact. I mean, that's really what it is, is, is business impact. And anything you, you, we do with employee advocacy, you can measure. You can measure everything. You know, it drives share of voice. It drives engagement and conversation. You know, it drives web referral. You know, and if you're, you're driving web referral with, with um, employee advocacy, that's the best way in the world, you know, to, to point to an ROI and say, I need a bigger machine. I need more seats. I need better content. You know, because they're the numbers. No one else can do that. Airport, airport signs and, you know, uh, you know, that says, hey, here's here's a big software company. You can't do that for that. You can't do that necessarily for TV commercials, but you can certainly do it for advocacy. 
I do have a quick question about the whole advocacy. I've had a couple of conversations just recently because you live it, breathe it. You are an advocate. You do. You practice what you preach. So you believe in it, but you also do it. Um, but specifically for maybe technology companies or companies that are maybe thought leadership led, services led, where the knowledge is the expertise. How do you activate uh, technical people who typically don't have time for this or they don't want to put themselves out there they're a little bit hesitant how do you get those experts out on social media because there tends to be quite a bit of resistance um, right so the easy way is to KPI it so that's it and that's actually a discussion we had I had the other day with uh, with the with uh, with a, uh, a peer uh, at, at Cognizant but aside from I mean that's not selling that's 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 tying yourself to it, and if you don't, if you don't share ten times, um, then you can gamify it. You know, you can you can get people, and you can sort of. I mean, gamification is the same as shaming people. So you know, you could put out these reports on a on a weekly basis, and you know, which is which is what we do, and we say these are the top sellers. Okay, oh my God, and, and some people want to be there, but some people aren't. And if you can show that, hey, this business unit has more people sharing, and your business unit doesn't have anybody what up, you know, because I'm showing you the numbers and we're showing you, um, you know, the actual companies that are engaging with the employee advocacy, advocacy content. So, I mean, that's sort of a fourth way is to show business leadership. We're doing this thing, you know, web referrals are one thing, which, you know, in a grand scheme of things, sales teams and sales leadership doesn't really care about. But if you throw a name of a client up there to say, look, look at that, they're engaging, they've engaged multiple times. That's that's a great thing. Now, take it back. You know, so, you know and, and there's there's two ways to work referral uh, employee advocacy. There's creating that ready-made content, which which is awesome. So you know, there's a cost attached to that, and you know, understanding the business and, and putting it all together. But it's um trying to empower them to you know one, you're not going to break the web. You know, by 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 actually engaging on it. You know, you you will not break the internet. Uh, but two, here's a quick way to tell a story. You know, and it's and it's like telling a story with concrete facts. So how can I break it down to the block, you know, using a US term, blocking and tackling, to the blocking and tackling terms of um, this is this is what we mean. You know, here's here's an example of a really bad post. No likes, no shares, no engagement. Here's here's something that is really powerful. And it's it's not being a shill for your company, you know, because what's the mix? The mix is 80, 20, 30, 70, and it's like 30, you know, 30% you're sort of promoting your company or 20% you're promoting your company. The other time you're you're saying, hey, I have a smart point of view using other people's content. And that actually is is much more powerful in, you know, in the employee advocacy sandbox. I, I, absolutely. So it's it's a matter of training and enabling and showing people, you know, if you do this that will happen and you know we're all there's 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 different levels yeah in any and in any organization as you break that down you have the leadership level so sort of that evp svp and above you have the people in the middle which are sort of you know client partners associates salespeople, uh and then you have you have you know everybody else so how you train people to you know pick pick out what those what are you sharing and 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 what what are the big takeaways? You know the concept of a takeaway. People, you know, let's get out of the echo chamber, okay? Which is, hey, great article, and more toward this was my takeaway. You know that we all can understand. Big statistic. This is what it means, okay? Whether I'm selling cloud or AI or IT services or software, what whatever it is, and it's just showing the good, 
the bad, and the ugly. And we do that all the time. You know, we do that with, with LinkedIn profiles. And you know, I used to have a wall of shame, if you remember back in the day, Sarah. It's like, here's the wall of shame. <laughs> Don't have a you know, someone yeah. with a camel, someone with uh, a horse, someone with you know a celebrity, someone with their spouse, someone you know at the prom picture. So you you you, yeah. you tell the story in 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 very visual ways, and um and to just say, hey, do it this way, you're going to get X. If you're going to get do it this way, you're going to get 10X. So do it like this, and, and then let's break it down. So it sounds sounds like you're very strategic. You've got a lot of measurement, education, and uh, KPI driven. It's a mixture of all of that and a bit of fun sprinkled in, which is uh, uh, seems to be your strategy for for driving the whole program. It is. You know, you got you, you know. There, there's that old saying: you, you can't manage it if you don't measure it. Uh, you know, you can't get budget if you don't measure it. You can't get people and resources if you don't measure it. Uh, you know, and and so it's 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 running. Uh, you know, it's running a program with the metrics and having a little bit of fun. You know, and you know, creating these sort of bright shiny objects along the way to say, you know, here's a report. Here's how it works. Here's a, here's a little bit of fun. Um, you know, it's really easy to do. Come on, what what, what we're working social media? I, I, this is this. I'm just laughing because I'm kind of thinking, so when we did the same job at SAP, but you were doing it for North America and I was doing it for EMEA, I was being quite collaborative about it, you know, trying to bring people on. You were pinning people up and shaming them, were you? So it's like, this is how you don't do yeah, it. I, I was, I was, exactly. exactly. Well, how you got your numbers. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's, I, I can remember a sales guy holding two fish. It's like, why on earth are you, I mean, and, and then so that really ties into advocacy is that going to help you <laughs> or is that going to, I mean, the fact that you're still on my wall of shame, it ain't helping you. I do think you raise a good point there though, that um, I think bringing people on this advocacy journey, employees need to understand what good looks like versus what it doesn't look like. And, and telling them like best practice, telling them theory is all good is one thing, but actually showing them, you know, this is what a good post, this is why it gets so much engagement. And this is why uh, this post doesn't get any engagement. So they have to see it, I think, don't they? Um, I think, I, I think they have to see it. I think they have to try it it's, and, it and it becomes, it becomes muscle memory, and mm. if you stop doing it for a while, uh, it 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 goes away. You know, the muscle memory goes away, and the impact goes away. So you, you know, your your impact and and the, the impact on let's say the LinkedIn algorithm or the Twitter algorithm goes away. You know, so if you're not bubbling at the top, if you don't build your you know if you build your tribe, you're just not going to have that that love going on. And if you don't have that love going on. You're 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 going to have a smaller relevant a smaller relevant audience than a larger relevant audience, and yeah, I'm all for having a larger relevant audience. And you know, in addition to helping um, the brand, which it helps you, you know, and, and, and you know, and you know, there's that symbiotic re re relationship that you have with the brand and and, and your personal. And I think uh, if we were all strong advocates. And sort of our own micro internal micro influencers, uh, you know, the B two B world, B C world probably, but more the B two B world would be a better place. Mm -hmm. and, and Jerry, I just wanted to ask about your personal influence because you've got, you know, it's not all about followers, but you've got you know eighty eight thousand followers on Twitter and twelve thousand on LinkedIn. So you've obviously got a sizable audience which you built up. Um, how do you um, approach your social media posting and? engage because i know that you don't your motto is don't just be present engage and so you 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 like to engage you post on the polls like how do you 
create time and run your own personal strategy? All right. So for first, my first goal is to get to 100,000 Twitter followers and I can't get there. So if everybody watching today can follow me, get me to 100,000, that'd be great. <laughs> Only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that an, uh, I think that was a shameless plug. <laughs> a shameless plug. Um, um, no, so to, to all 12,000 of you watching then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we should be able to get there in the next few seconds. Yeah, we'll get it. <laughs> So finding the time, um, you know what we we have always uh, and 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 you know my 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 girlfriend will attest to this. I wake up every day eating social media for breakfast. You know, I I have a feedly feed. This stuff changes on the daily, and you gotta stay on top of it. Good point. Yesterday, I was you know I was, I was going through my feedly feed. I have things set up, and you know sort of blogs follow, companies follow, all that stuff. It's like ah, oh, awesome, Dilbert. Okay, so right away, let me like go to it. It's there's no such thing as let me get to this later. It's it's trying to do it in real time. Now, take a step back. You know, it, it's it's also having you know a strategy involved. So you, it's sort of muscle memory, and, and it's a framework. My job is to, and this is out even without even links, sending them to to my to my blog. It's it's been for the last year or two years. Let's find smart things to say that give. Uh, you know, people uh, a different read on the world, a different read. You know, my sp my space ends up being social media, social selling, content strategy, content marketing. Uh, you know, and and some advocacy. And so when when my eyes are just open for that, and it's sort of the radars out there, it's like, what's the what's what's the story here? I mean, there's some crap content out that are out there that use statistics from 2012, or even don't even mention statistics. So there's nothing learning there. It's more of like I think versus I know. So it's finding the content that is more I know versus I think, and then trying to tell a story. You know, ultimately I want to be able to tell a story in a way. It's like here's a great fact. Here's Stephen King. Let's take his voice and 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 the statistic to tell a story to really come at it to try to get people to think about the content marketing, social media world, employee advocacy world a, a little bit different. So you do it in you 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 you, you know you 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 do it daily. Now, you know, the question is, do you do it twice a day, three times a day? Like yesterday, I posted twice on LinkedIn. But I like to mix it up with, you know, the big facts, you know, from, from relevant sources, you know, the pews of the world, content marketing institutes of the world, analyticas of the world. Um, and, um, and then the polls work out really well. So, you know, at the end of the day, what's your goal? You know, is your goal to get more followers or your goal is to have a more engaged audience? If you have more engaged audience, you're going to hit second and third tier or level uh, connections that are out there. So, you know, it's a lot of testing and learning. And, um, you know, right now what seems to be hot is the, if my goal is conversation, which, which it is, it's putting polls out there, you know, putting polls and if it's a great cartoon, but I put polls that are sort of snarky uh, and a little, you know, pragmatic and snarky at the same time. Uh, or, you know, it's something that I bump into a situation at work and say, all right, there's a bigger play here. I got a lot of people following me, you know, within the organization. Let me put this particular poll or observation out there to sort of get to them a different way, and then uh, <laughs> and it's just sort of the out. It's sort of the end around to say, you know, I ran into this. This person isn't getting this. This group isn't getting it. Let me not be malicious, but let me be strategic, and maybe <laughs> they'll see it and they'll say, oh, that's a great point. And ultimately, I'm sort of being an, an influencer to try to influence internally. So I, you know, I got my internal people. I got my external people. And it's, you know, through conversation, because if you can be articulate and tell a story and use some numbers, yeah, that's probably 90% of the battle. Yeah. 
Love that. I'm reading To Sell is Human at the moment, you know, Dan Pink's book. Um, and he talks a lot mm -hmm. about influence and everything that you just said. I've got a call out here. There's some comments down here. So Greg um, said, you know, telling someone to do something differently offers little more than frustration. Uh, showing them how to do something differently catalyzes change. So thanks, Greg. Yep, spot on. Now, Smitha has uh, just left a question. So one for you. I'm going to put this one for you, Jerry. Uh, how mm -hmm. to motivate people when times are not so great, specifically in, you know, in the context of startups, maybe small companies, you know, it's it's a bit of a tough economy how do you motivate your teams you know to I think we've all got zoom fatigue right and we're all a bit tired of the whole sitting on a conference call all the time it's when, fine to be on LinkedIn live though just, just of so course you, yes yes you know. definitely it was never yeah much no, better than zoom. it's a bit different <laughs> but you know how do you get people to squeeze an extra bit of 10 minutes a day on social when they're a bit like oh you know uh, you know what the, it's it's it ends up being the job, you know. There, the, you know, it, we're 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 all we're all in this space. There is no side gig, you know, with within your organization. There's no side hustle. This this is the this is the gig, and you know, we're all communicators, and we 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 have we have to make time. And I think by showing and leading, so I think leadership first. If the leader's doing it, then everyone else should do it. And so if you have, it's like an organization, if the CMO has time to do it, the CEO has time to do it, you know what? You all have time to do it. You make yeah. it fun, you know, you gamify it. Uh, and then you, you teach, you try to make it really simple that you know, I think most of the time people say, ah, oh, one more thing I have to learn. It's not that hard. It, it is, it is not that hard. There's a style issue. Some of them, you know, it's like you're given a direct, here you go. You're given a direction is to bake the cake, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, hey, we're, we're, say, we're saying, we're saying, yeah. Uh -huh. And and you give the same recipe to the cake to everybody. Everyone's going to bake that cake a little bit differently. OK, yeah. so you just sort of, you know, just going to taste the same 10, 10 people, same recipe, 10, 10 different cake executions. So you have to figure out um, how you how do you get everyone on the same on the same page? Maybe it's not making a cake. Maybe it's just making something that's a little less complex. And then you go back up to sort of making that cake. So simple, yeah. make it fun. Um, you know, keep score and, you know, back in the old days of the sales contest, I guess there's still our sales contest. You make it fun, you know, and that could be that, that, that could be good. Or you KPI it. Yeah. <laughs> With a big hammer. But, <laughs> I think, I think um, to, to use the cake analogy, you've got, you've got all the right ingredients, Jerry, because you've got Brian, you've got the CMO, you've got yourself who's leading up, you know, who's leading, you know, showing up and, and then you can also bring in the fun element and the education and and then actually it should benefit everybody. I know that there's always going to be those people who are cynical, but um, but I, I think you've got the main ingredients so that that uh, I guess you can't bring everyone along. But over time, like I, I read some stats or someone put it out there that um, social media might be like email was like, uh, you know, decades ago where people were imagining email being day-to-day -day, and now social media is day-to-day -day, and in six or seven years if you don't have social media capabilities you might not be able to get a job so you know it's it's going to be changing at this rate where there's going to be a tipping point in the next five years if it hasn't already happened where as, as you said it, it's no side hustle it's just it's it's part of the job yeah. and, and and everyone's going to be expected to have these skills and and you know just a mastery of these skills and and what's going to be tougher for the gen z's coming out of you know college and university 
is the expectation, even if you're not for going for a social media gig, to understand how it works. Uh, because it's just, you know, you didn't even throw the digital native thing aside. It's just like, I hire a 22-year-old person. My expectation is going to be that you know this stuff inside and out. Uh, and, 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 and then that goes back to that's, that's where the education comes because there's sort of that gap where, yeah, I know how to use, I'm on LinkedIn because I've got to get a job. I'm on Twitter, but I'm posting all this stuff that probably shouldn't be there. And I'm on Insta and, and YouTube. I'm just not quite there, but I watch these goofy YouTube videos. So the skill set that we're all set is there, and, but you got to teach you know, do, do you want someone right out of university running your advocacy program or running your exit comms or uh, running your organic channels with four or five million followers? No. <laughs> so, but even though it's even though it's native and, and to your point, Tim, that gets so social media is going to be where email was. There's still this skill issue. I mean, there's still skill issue with emails. How many bad emails have we seen people write? It's like, oh my God, what are you doing? So, you know, this, this the need for advocacy and sort of this fine tuning and being able to teach people and help people and hold their hand and bring them along, I, I, I think will be there. But hey, I'm a, you know, I'm an old seasoned guy. Yeah. Oh. I've got to ask you something though. I'm switching, like, I'm trying to get off the cake analogy because I'm getting hungry. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Um, you create a lot of content, Jerry. So you're kind of like uh, up there. You, you're active on social anyway. You engage, you share, you share insights, but you also create a lot of content. And I want to know how you fit that in your working day. Because there'll be a lot of people that are probably at that stage where they, they're sharing, they're engaging, but they're kind of like, do I, I want to maybe create videos or write a blog or, you know, what, at what point did you tip over to that? And how do you fit it in? To get it done. Yeah, so I, I I started I started my blog um, when I was at SAP. You know, to yeah. basically practice what you preach. You can't you 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 can't make an impact unless you practice what you preach. And you know, a, and as you are developing your own content, you 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 start to understand the geeky things like H1 tags and H2 tags and listicles. And this stuff really works. When I do an H1 tag or H2 tag, more people find me, so I should do that more. Um, and, and I, you know, spent a lot of time at night doing that. And then I got busy again at, uh, you know, Cognizant. I'm trying to find some more time now to just sit down and, and put the content together. And I find time by, um, uh, you, finding the pain point in my day, you know, that really was, was at, at SAP, finding the pain point in a day and really quick streaming. These are five ways to fix that problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, and then wrapping it in a story and wrapping it with advice. And, you know, a lot of the time, a lot of the uh, problem with creating my own content is finding the new and relevant, the refreshed and updated statistics because no one should blog without a fact. There's gotta be a fact in every blog, even if it's one, you know, I'd like to shoot for three or five because you're telling your story with content. And if I'm telling everybody, you know, at Cognizant and externally, you got to tell your story with concrete facts. I got to be out there. And I, you know, read some of this stuff and it's like, what are you doing? Quote, again, quote, a fact from 2012. That, that's irrelevant now. Okay. Even if it from, from, you know, some of the major sources that are out there. So you do it in parts, uh, but you get really passionate. And then, uh, you know, you got to have someone else read it and, and, you know, make sure that you got to have a structure and a framework. This is how it works. Idea, idea down write it and just sort of let it 
that flow. You know, it's not like getting a blog out in one day, but it's having a passion. It's having a schedule. You know, you want to make sure you don't, uh, um, you know, bore your audience, but it's, uh, it's making time. You know, it's just things, things don't happen. Uh, good things don't happen from, uh, from easy ways of doing things. And I guess, Jerry, because you're so hungry for, for stats and facts, that polls are a great way of putting the questions that are the day-to-day challenges just out there, getting, getting the stats because you've got the audience, and it also drives the engagement, and then you can write a blog thereafter. So I guess it feeds all of your passions and it strategy does. in one go. So I think, I think that's a really good learning for the audience to, to do polls. Because I don't see too many people doing I know that we haven't done it too much as a – as an organization or individually. And yeah, I think that's one of my key takeaways. Uh, definitely. Yeah, and we're starting to do that at, uh, at Cognizant and you can, I know other brands are doing it, but uh, uh, it's just, it's just another way in, you know, people are, are tired of seeing uh, pitches and, and just, uh, you know, me centric and brand centric messaging. And, and this gives people an easy voice and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an anonymous um, engagement. Not really. It's not anonymous at all, actually, because you can see who votes and how they vote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's so something, ma- there's something Machiavellian about that. But uh, yeah. uh, be careful about that. If you're taking part in a LinkedIn poll, you can. They know which answer you put. So yep. yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> well, well, that's fine. So you know, it's sort of a fishing hole. It ends up being you know a smaller fishing hole, and you, you see how people you see who, and but you're seeing who you resonate. So even if you decide not to engage back with someone, you're just saying, is this resonating with the right people? Am I doing something right? Uh, I see people who I have engaged with forever on LinkedIn and they'll vote and then I'll reach out to them and say, Hey, great to see you. I haven't seen your face on my, you know, pop up my feed in a while. And that's uh and that's a good thing. But yeah, Tim, it does. It does a great job of, uh, you know, uh, of, of, of driving that engagement and telling which way the wind's blowing. And that's all these polls do is just like, you know, it's not like a Pew research poll <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, or a Gartner poll. It's, uh, <laughs> It's uh, my poll on LinkedIn and, you know, it's there to get how people feel. And, and then you will know, ask them if, you know, you want to quote on my blog and, you know, and then it goes from there. Great. Uh, I really like it. Sorry, sorry. You probably had a. No, no, no. I was just going to say that's a really good idea. And I think in terms of if we talk about influencer engagement, that's a great way to get that going, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, it's like you, you answered my poll. Would you mind quoting on my blog? And, you know, and this is how it's all connected. So very good. It's like planting a seed. And, and that's really what influencer and I think employee advocacy is. It's just like planting that seed. It's like you can't go and just take, you know, take harvest everything at the at the end of the deal. You know, it's like I got to get a sale. So I'm going to go to, you know, the, the, the cornfield and take all the corn, you know, to harvest. You know, you got to plan and you got to plant the seed and you got to nurture it. You got to water it. And, you know, so you have multiple fields of corn from which you can take corn. I yeah. like that metaphor. Yeah, I like that one. I'm seeing another infographic there. <laughs> more food. There's a lot of talk of food on this. A lot of food. Mm-hmm. food are, you under, are you under pressure to, to come up with a new metaphor every week? Are you, your team just searching for <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a blog for you, Jerry. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, no, they so- think. Th- no, they they just they just come. You know, I see yeah. I see metaphors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see them, but I mix them. So I, I probably <laughs> yeah. go, you know, sometimes you can mix three and then you really have to stop just speaking plain English. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so uh, I know that you, you have a passion for measurement. Just just curiosity. And it, it's not that we necessarily think it's a really important um, thing. But 
Do you know the breakdown of your audience on LinkedIn and Twitter? Do you know who they are, where they come from, what topics they want to hear from you, or do you, do you get a sense of that? Um, I have a, I, I depend less and less on, on Twitter every day. Um, you know, they're more, it's less of the conversational channel. And it's, you know, think about it. LinkedIn is more of a closed-ish audience and Twitter is more of an open-ish audience. Even the way that hashtags are followed, you know, hashtags on LinkedIn are a micro community. Twitter, you're just, you know, it's, it's, it's there and you, 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 you might get some sort of feeling of a micro community. So it's, it's less and less on Twitter, how they break down. Um, I, I, I get a feel for, you know, you, you, we all can see how many lists we're on. And if, if there's a couple of tools that are out there like TweetDeck and things like that, that'll, that to me, forget about running the demographic tool, is a really good feel. The more lists you're on uh, and a percentage of that means you're resonating with someone. So if someone's put together a list and they might be a really big influencer, it might be just some a student starting to get out, but you're still, you're resonating with someone. So that's, to me, what I, what I love to measure most. Um, on, on LinkedIn, I, I have a feel and, uh, it's, you know, people are following me. I look at the comments and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love the algorithm to love me a little more, but, um, you know, that'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll come with time. All the people I know at LinkedIn, I can't get the algorithm to work for me a little bit more. Um, but I, I can tell when, um, uh, when, when just given the engagement and, uh, you know, even if it's that smaller, that smaller group. Um, and then I, uh, that are engaging, I, I, I I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good for what I want to do. I'm good. I, you know, I think there's the, there's the appetite for, um, newer content and, you know, that's, that's coming from me soon. Um, but, uh, you, you, you get a feel for the conversation going back and forth. Um, and, and the more detailed the conversation, the more that it resonates and, and the bigger conversation that, that you can have. Great. No, I think I think that's a really good answer. And I love the different analogies of LinkedIn and Twitter, and and you're looking at lists to just have an anecdotal sort of touch point to just see whether you're you're, you're sort of showing up more on on different topics. I think that's a really a really good way of uh, of doing that. Um, I know that we're coming up to time soon. Sarah, did you have some more? questions for Jerry. I, mean, I know we could speak for hours. Um, I have got a whole list of questions. I keep writing things down, but I'm going to ask another one. Um, what advice would you give? I mean, you're there. You've been through that journey for a while, like getting your social profile going and, and building an audience and, and um, you know, collaborative audience. What advice would you give to maybe someone in your company or in other companies that are kind of how do you start, right? They're sat there going, okay, I'm kind of on LinkedIn, but I don't really do anything on there. You know, most people are not active, but they want to be active. What, how do you get them over that hump? Yeah, so it, 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 you're building a presence and there are people with much larger presence than I have. It's exhausting. It, it, it is just exhausting. So if you're going to jump on the horse, you know, make sure you're there for the, the long ride, uh, because yeah. it's, it, it is exhausting. And if you stop halfway, it's gonna, you know, hurt to get back on the horse. There's another horse analogy or metaphor. Um, but <laughs> oh, brilliant. there's another one. Tick. But just don't 20 cake while you're on the horse. It no, is the, uh, no, yeah, don't, 
don't 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 uh and i've now i got lost lost my metaphor what was the question again sir horses through cornfields as well it's all linking together this what a great story um <laughs> i would say what advice would you give someone who was sitting on the edge thinking i really want to be more social but i'm a bit hesitant a bit resistant what, uh, what's their next step what's their yeah so, right so the way, the way to look at it and i actually was talking to someone earlier this morning about that it's um you got. You have to look at LinkedIn as not sort of the your resume central. Uh, it, it really is your reputation destination. And if you look at it as your reputation destination, it takes a whole new feel. You know, you're, it's not a resume. You're telling a story. Uh, what is your story? So you know, before you start writing, what does I want to do? What what is what is my voice? And and it's and it's doing that thoughtful you know, approach to it. Uh, so you can run into a cartoon, you can run into a stat and say, this, this fits in, start small. Um, and, and especially do it on LinkedIn, you have these metrics, you have how many people viewed your profile, how, you know, how did you sh so show up and search? How many people are liking your stuff? How many LinkedIn invitations did you have? And people like, you know, it's sort of vanity, you know, I, you know, I, I want to get, I, you know, I want to get uh, 1500 people viewing me on a rolling basis. That, I mean, that's like my goal. I want to get up to 1500 people viewing my, my stuff on a regular basis. So I want to, I want to gamify it a little bit. Um, but it's, it starts small. And, um, and then you can see the impact. You say, well, if I do a little bit more, if I do a little bit more, that's a great way to look at it. Because, um, yeah, you know, it, it gets your name out there, it gets your point of view out there. And, uh, you know, if you if you if you do think of, a, of it as your reputation destination, getting your point of view out there is really, really important. I've always got a little bit of a motto in business. If you focus on the fun, the numbers will come. And I kind of think that is works with like the revenue, but also your followers. You know, the moment you start stressing over how many followers you've got have they gone up this week has my ssi score gone down you're too focused on the numbers right if you focus on mm -hmm. enjoying what you do the num that the numbers will come you know I think. yep that's a that's I an favorite. awesome yep that's that's an awesome way to, to think of it but you gotta look at your numbers while you're having fun to say all right this ain't working what do i yeah. what do i need to do to change it mm -hmm. well, i yeah. think um, I think we're um, uh, we're short on time, so we gotta we gotta wrap up. But Jerry, thank you so much for for coming on this uh, this chat. I was going to say interview, but it's just uh, an informal chat. It's, it's been really really interesting speaking to you. What what I got as a takeaway is that you just inject a lot of fun and education and measurement, and and you're really energetic and passionate about everyone's success. So I'm sure that goes a long way. It's obviously worked for you and your profile. So, um, and I love the reputation destination. It's obviously going to be yeah. more and more important. So thank you so much for, for showing up and, uh, and being on our LinkedIn live. Yeah. Awesome. Cheers, Jerry. Cheers. Good to see you. Tim, Seth, uh, everybody who's watching. Thanks. Yeah. I'll <laughs> talk <to> you guys later. <laughs> thank you. And if you haven't followed, if you haven't followed Jerry, you, you need to follow him right now. Um, yeah. that, that's not him asking, that's us um, uh, saying that it's in your best interest because he's a great marketer. Um, and if you want some more resources, uh, you can go to Analytica's or Tribal's uh, website uh, under the uh, under the heading resources and you can see the other interviews that we've, we've done with other leaders. So thank you very much. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks time. Cheers, Jerry. Take care. See ya. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Sarah.